another marvelous episode of College Football Showdown. I am the governor of college football, and with me, as always, is my co-pilot, Jalen Wilson. Jalen, it was All-Star Weekend. I'm sure you were locked in, but uh, what have you been up to? Um, You know, I watched some of the All-Star game. I ain't gonna lie, bro. All-Star Weekend is getting really boring. I, bro, the, the, the most exciting part about All-Star Weekend was probably the Steph Curry versus uh, Sabrina three-point contest, mm-hmm. and then other that was really than cool. that, it was the... Hey, yeah, it was. Maybe it was the celebrity game was like the second best part. I don't know why. I was actually entertained by the celebrity game. Like I love Michael Parsons in it. Uh, CJ Shaw was balling. Who can do Kua? Had like two game, good dunks. Mm-hmm. You had Miko Harmon in there. Yeah, Casa now. And they're doing jumping jacks wide open. They couldn't see him. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I look out there, bro. <laughs> uh, I am. I am taller than Casa now. Yeah, like. It, it, it ain't by much. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, like, man, like, all three kids got bored, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, shoot, it was just something to watch, you know? Uh, so I did watch Chicago basketball. Uh, 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 other than that, then, um, hey, I keep hitting my mic. Um, I did see my dad because my dad takes talk on, though. He, he, uh, is a red belt now. So, because he had testing on, in, on Saturday morning. So, we did that. Then after he got done testing, we, we, we went out to eat and came back home, watched the college basketball, and then watched them all-star weekend. Um, KT, I got a riddle for you. Uh-oh. Let's, let's, let's see it. Let's hear it. Okay. In college, I was a volunteer. Some say I was buried in most of my peers. And I would have made it to the NFL if that one big hit doing it in my career. If that one big hit didn't end my career. Great wordplay. I would assume that this is a skill position player. And there's so many great Volunteers, um, T. Martin. No, nope, not T. Martin. Mm-hmm. Let me take one more guess. Uh, you got me. I'm stumped. Who is it? <laughs> it's uh, Inky Johnson. Wow. Wow, that was a good yeah. one. So I wanted one right now on the riddles. I like that. Let's let's keep them going. So before we get into today's episode, uh, first and foremost, what I'm about to say they they aren't a sponsor or anything like that. But ESPN bet, bro. I don't know if you can gamble in Illinois, but the amount of free bets that okay. they give you is kind of cool. I almost hit a, a two thousand dollar parlay off a free bet. Uh, I had six of the seven games right. I got Chatt- Chattanooga versus Furman incorrect. I was mad when I saw it too. Uh, but let's get into today's episode. Steve Sarkeesian is doing his best Rod Tillwell impression in the movie Jerry Maguire, telling the Texas Longhorns to show me the money. $10.9 million deal, 20 hours of private jet time annually, golf club membership, two vehicles, and a special payment of $300,000 April 1st. Now, I know coaching in the college ranks is difficult, but damn, the money is good. So, Jalen, before I get your take on this, 
What's your favorite? Give me your favorite basketball movie. Give me your favorite football movie. Favorite basketball movie? Oh man, that's a tough. If if it gotta be one like I can watch this over and over and over again, it gotta be Coach Carter. Coach Carter probably Coach my favorite Carter basketball movie. That's a good one. It's blue chips for me. What yeah. about football? Um, I like blue chips. Football. I think it football. Cause Say it. I'm not a big football movie guy. Um, Say it for me. For me, it's a gridiron game or the okay. long game. Okay, I, I'm a I'm a program guy. I love a movie program, uh, and it was probably no surprise if you hear me saying that. Yeah, pro, program was a damn good movie. All right, so yeah, talk. Let's talk about Steve Sarkeesian. I mean, he's he's definitely earned every dollar of this deal. It's it's always, I guess, interesting, Jalen, where we see like some of the specifics of these coaches' contracts. It's kind of cool. Like, remember when Jet Fish made the move from Arizona to Washington, and he had the little thing in his deal where he got like a two hundred thousand dollars stipend just to move. Like, you know, what is the special payment of three hundred thousand on April first for uh, twenty hours of a private jet? That's kind of cool. Uh, you know, he can probably go on four or five vacations with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, whenever he wants to. So, talk to me about it. How you feeling? When I saw, like, I didn't know, I didn't know everything he was getting until I saw the rundown. I was like, dang, I was like, 20 hours of private jail. Okay, golf club membership. It is what it is. I mean, he can afford a golf club membership even without, you know, it being handed right. to him in He's the contract. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Two vehicles and a special payment of three hundred thousand on April first. I was like, "Dang, what? Like, what the heck? You need three hundred thousand on April first for? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I don't know what's so special about April first besides April Fools. You know, maybe they'd be like, "Hey, sorry, we put three hundred dollars uh or, or, or uh, three hundred k in your account, <laughs> and they go to check it. It's not there." Uh, um, That's funny, bro. Yeah, I was just, I was just like, hey, three hundred kills, like that's a lot of money. Um, but I mean, clearly tells me, hey, he's a guy in the uh for the long run. You know, they 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 trust him in bringing Texas football back for the long run. So, yeah, I was actually um, I wasn't shocked by like the whole extension and everything, but I was like, dang, like, like, dang, that man's uh really gonna be there now. Like, you know, no Alabama, no Georgia, uh. No, I, I actually, those are really like the only schools I, t- I, I can really think of that like can maybe prime away. Well, actually not Alabama, like no Georgia, no other big time program. Like the only other way he leaves is like NFL. But I think Texas is willing to like, like Texas is clearly trusting him in the long run with their program. And I actually love that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's kind of cool because uh, these coaches are working 24-7. But some of these programs really put coaches in a position to win. I think Texas is one of those programs. I think the same thing with Ole Miss. It was kind of cool to see Lane Kiffin fishing. I'm like, bro, you don't got time for fishing, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it was still cool seeing them fishing. So, Jayla, I have a question to ask you before we get into our next talk. We're going we gonna to do a little bit of NFL draft talk. Why not? Um, who's the best wide receiver in this draft? 
The bias to me want to say Mario Hester Jr. because I was big on Mario Hester Jr. coming out of high school. I think that's the no. I think I think it's a no brainer. But it's only in this sport where we do this, where Marvin Harrison Jr. Granted, you know, Neighbors has had production in the last couple of years. The heck, my bad. YouTube video just played on my phone. Um, <laughs> nah, you I don't know what that was about. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it's weird because you know if you don't say Marvin Harrison Jr., you sound crazy. You know, e- like 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 uh, even if you say Malik Neighbors, you still kind of sound crazy because it's like man, Marvin Harrison Jr. was deemed as this guy um, that can be like a top three pick last year and now this year. So it's mm-hmm. like you know. If you say Malik Neighbors, if you say if you say uh wh- who uh Brian Thomas, if you say um yeah, uh, I see Brian Thomas. Dunge, you know it, it yeah like like people will probably look at you crazy, but it's like hey like I can like player B more than player A, even though player A is projected to supposed uh is uh supposed to be higher. So you wouldn't be surprised at all if uh if Malik Neighbors was able to jump Arvin Harrison. Junior in a draft. I'd be surprised because, you know, I have an idea about like, like I feel like social media and like my drafts can have a have an have an influence on how people think and potentially how like GMs think. Um, you know, because some players can look better than other players, but it's like, hey, we gotta draft this player because uh, you know, they might be going like. And every my draft, like I feel like the narrative gets pushed, get gets pushed so much about a player that it just becomes a thing. Like uh, Jaden Daniels, like Jaden Daniels, I feel like out of nowhere he kind of j- was viewed as hey, maybe the second round pick, or maybe late first round pick. To jump yeah. all the way up to three, and now I feel like some team is going to think we have, have to take him at three because if some teams have him highest on their board as it pertains to the quarterback, yeah, there's a there's a push. There may be a team that that has him ranked over like, Caleb Williams. Like the Patriots have number three pick, and Drake May, Caleb Williams not there. I'm like, okay, let's draft Marvin Harrison Jr. or left draft or let's draft Joe Alt. Jane Daniels is like consistent number three, and I know we need a quarterback, but I feel a lot more comfortable with my team if we just draft Joe Alt and Marvin Harrison Jr. Like I feel a lot better about like the pick because I believe Marvin picks. Harrison Jr. and Joe Alt, even though the yeah yeah they're safer picks essentially. Okay, so we're going to talk some NFL draft talk. Give me a top seven QBs. Um, and you and this is your list. I, I want you, because I've, I've seen a little bit of everything, and we kind of talked about that in the prelude for this this topic. But, yeah, give, give me, who are your top seven quarterbacks in this draft? Top seven quarterbacks? I think it's obvious. Number one is Caleb Williams. Number two is Drake May. Um I was contemplating on putting Drake May over Caleb Williams, but I got to think I was like, I think Caleb Williams can be um he he can make his players or he can make the players around him look better than probably what they are. Uh where Drake May, I feel like it's gonna take him some time to do that. You know, kind of like Josh Allen, like Josh Allen, to me, it took him a while, like like until he got like I feel like Josh Allen wasn't capable of capable of making the wide receivers around him look better than what they were. Until he started getting better after he got Stefan Diggs. Um, 
So yeah, Caleb Williams, Drake May. Then I think it's a gap. Then I think it's another gap. Then I think it's a actually not nah nah. It's a, it's a, it's a only two gaps. Um, after that I oh, got Jane Daniels. Yeah, essentially. Okay. Uh, okay. After that, Jane Daniels, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix. Then it's a gap again. Spencer Rattler. Oh, okay. So yeah. Um, so Drake May, not Drake, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jane Daniels, well, Gap Gap, Jane Daniels, Michael Penny Jr., Bo Nix, Spencer Rattler, and listen, I almost left him off the list, but J.J. McCarthy. I'm going to squeak him in there, but J.J. McCarthy. I don't know where the first round hype is coming from, but J.J. McCarthy is number seven. He's he's won a lot of ball games. I think he was in a system. He wasn't in a quarterback-friendly system. <laughs> When's the last time we seen... A quarterback at Michigan put up gaudy numbers. Have we? Have Five we ever? Years. Seen it? Have we ever? Five seen it? Years. Yeah, like, it's it's bizarre. it's not a quarterback friendly system. Now you plug him in another system like a Missouri system, or even the LSU system. You know he's going to put up gaudy numbers. I like JJ McCarthy a lot. It's just he wasn't in a friendly system. But, but but is he as but is he's as but is he as good? Like he was uh, he was protected a lot at Michigan. He was, and I feel like sometimes when they relied on too much, he can make mistakes. Like that's like that's a big reason why I got him at seven. Because uh, I feel like he is more protected than a lot of other quarterbacks. Um, Bo Nix is also protected. Um, but yeah, that's like, that's a big reason why I got him at seven. Because I'm like, man, I don't think Michigan trusted him enough to. Go out here and make some plays. Um, so let's, I feel like he's like a protected quarterback, and he wouldn't have been as good as, as he was if he was in a South Carolina. Let's play a game, Jalen. Is Caleb Williams more Patrick Mahomes or more Geno Smith? We got ceiling and we got floor. <laughs> if I say Gino, I sound like a hater and uh, I sound dumb for putting him at number one. <laughs> if I say Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, bro, I got to go Gino. I'm sorry. It's hard to be the level of Patrick Mahomes. Like, right, right. right. I, mean, Pat, I have this Pat, conversation with my dad. Like, like it's so like, yeah, like, 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 man, like, how can I watch a quarterback like a a a, a Brock Purdy? Like, how can I watch a quarterback like a Brock Purdy? Uh, um, shoot, even a, at times like Justin Herbert and and other quarterbacks, and be like, man, like my quarterback can really compete with that quarterback. It, even though Patrick Mahomes ain't got A, B, or C, right? Um, okay, like, so is he more great value, Patrick Mahomes or Geno Smith? Yeah, I think he's more great value back at your okay. than Geno Smith. Okay, that's that's fair. Drake May, I think my, our beef in your list is Drake May. My beef with a lot of people is Drake May. I watched a lot of ACC football. Is Drake May more Justin Herbert or more Mitchell Trubisky? 
Yeah, I'm Mr. Trubisky. That means that means that means he's a third string. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what if I say he's? I don't want to say Kirk Cousins. Okay. Um, okay. I I would take that. I would I would take that. I like that. So, uh, one we we agree. I think it's a lot for me uh, with Caleb Williams. Some of the off-platform throws he makes, some of the on-platform throws he makes in a very quarterback-friendly system, I would agree with that. But uh, there are games USC's just aren't in without him. I think a lot of people forget that. Yeah. People like to pick apart, you know, you know, some of the lack of success, some of the inability to make it, to a college football playoff, but at the end of the day, there's just things that that guy can do, and there's not a lot of people that can do. So Caleb Williams is one. Jaden yeah. Daniels is good for me. I think he leapfrog a lot of people. Mm. And I think really the reason he's number two for me is because I didn't know he was the dynamic runner that he was. At Arizona State, I just don't remember it. Am I just not remembering correctly? I knew he could pass the rock, but I didn't know he was di this dynamic. Like there's some runs that he has. Where he's getting like, you know, 25, 30 yards, 50 yard run. Like, this dude is just so electrifying. Granted, you know, the receivers that he's had the past few seasons have been phenomenal, but he's two for me. Three for me is Michael Penix Jr. And, and, Wait, where and the hell is Drake May? We're going to keep going. After Michael Penix Jr., we got Drake May. After Drake May, okay. we have Spencer Rattler. After Spencer Rattler, it's going to piss a lot of people off. I have Jordan Travis. After Jordan Travis, you could take your pick of J.J. McCarthy or Bo Nix. There was just some things I seen from the senior Bo out of J Bo Nix. Looked a little Auburn-ish. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see people talk about like, like, like I see some people say like, man, you know, Bo Nix really did his thing in the Pac-12, you know. Um, and I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, some of that was like, I, like, I get he didn't do overly great in SEC, but I'm like, he did good in the Pac-12. Don't get me wrong, but I was just like, he was he was in a protective system, kind of like JJ McCarthy, where mm -hmm. you know, um, where it can benefit his weaknesses more than. Where Auburn could, which, which uh, you know, isn't a bad thing, but I don't know how much you could trust in NFL. Um, to a certain to, to a certain point, you can, but at some point, you're not gonna be able to get away with it. Got you. So, what do you think happens before we move on with Caleb Williams? You know, are the Bears going to select him at one? If they do select him at one, and of course, I'm going to ask you about the Bears. Yes, you're a Patriots fan, but you're in Illinois, and I feel like you kind of got a beat for the city. Um, and for for Chicago Bears fans, I know your dad is a Chicago Bear fan, but uh, like you know, what what have you been hearing? Like, are are they going to take Caleb and trade Justin Fields? But I will warn you. Back in 2000, I don't, I don't remember if it was 2009 or 2010, the Buffalo Bills running back death chart was Marshawn Lynch and Fred Jackson. Fred Jackson showed a lot of spark, but he wasn't the Fred Jackson that we remember from like that 2010, 2011 season. 
So we drafted C.J. Spiller, even though we still had Fred Jackson and Marshawn Lynch and C.J. Spiller on the raw side. We drafted them. So we knew that one of them was getting traded. The one that got traded was Marshawn Lynch. And we got a happy meal for him. <laughs> you know, we, we did not get the fair value <laughs> for him. He essentially turned into beast mode after he left Western New York. Like, <laughs> like it, it, it is what it is. So I think if the Bears do intend on trading Justin Fields, they need to do it before the draft. Because if they do not do that, then they're not going to get the market value that they should get for him. So talk to me about what you think is going to happen with that first pick. Um, I talked to some Bears fans I know, um, former co-workers uh, and everything. And, you know, they was kind of on the same side I was. I was like, keep Justin Fields. Um, when you look at the Bears organization, they've been an organization that's not known for the quarterbacks. I think Jim McMahon and, and Jake Cutler might be like number one or number two for uh, quarterbacks, which, you know, it's like... And that's not good. <laughs> but... Yeah. yeah. Um you I mean look at the history. Rex Grossman wasn't very good. Um Jay Cutler had his had his on and off years, but he was uh he was not protected by offense like his offensive lines were were bad. He never had a consistent mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. Um they fired Lovey like what two years into his uh tenure at uh in Chicago after coming from the Broncos. Jay Cutler, that is. Um Got Mark Tressman, fire Mark Tressman, then got John Fox, fire John Fox, hire Mr. Trubisky. You know, John Fox was his head coach his rookie year. Um, then they bring in Matt Nagy, fire Matt Nagy, bring in Matt Eberflus. Like, you know, it's just not a honestly, like, and I feel like this Justin Fields was doing good last year. Like, I, I like I see on social media bear some Bears fans talk about like Justin Fields during last season before the injury he was doing good after he returned from the injury it took him a little while but he started doing good again like I, yeah you remember the what was it Monday that, night game he lit up the Commanders I mean he lit them yeah up. yeah um and to add on to that it's like he already has that consistency or that uh continuity with um. DJ Moore, he's familiar with with uh, Darnell Moody. Now he's going to learn a new offense. But I'm gonna be honest, like you know, I, I would much rather draft a Marvin Harrison Jr. or trade down and be able to draft a uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Maybe Joe Alt, maybe Malik Neighbors, um, rather than selecting a new quarterback. Because if Caleb Williams was to play his rookie year, let's say the Bears. Go seven and ten again. Matt Eberflus mm-hmm. might get fired. Um, Matt Eberflus might get fired, and then you uh, you bring in another head coach. It's like a revolving door. Hey, bring in another head coach. He might bring in a new offensive coordinator. Who knows? Um, but honestly, like I like the way the Bears looked last year at times. I mean, they were three games away from like if you if they don't choke that Sunday game against the Broncos, if they don't choke against the Browns, and I think they choked against the Lions. They're 10 to 7 and they are in the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah. I honestly think they should keep Justin Fields. Like I don't get the whole trade Justin Fields, um pick up Caleb Williams. Like like listen, I remember Justin Fields supposed to be this the the dude coming out of college, like him and Trevor Lawrence, like I get Justin Fields with number two pick, but you know me, you remember, hey, Justin Fields like the number two prospect uh 
for most of that year. Actually, and the year before, he was like the number two prospect heading into that that draft. Um, But remember when they paid Justin Fields, it was like, oh, man, the Bears got their franchise quarterback. And now, all of a sudden, he ain't franchised. But now, people are acting like Caleb Williams is just this guaranteed quarterback that's going to be top five, uh, like, like just automatically in the future where – Hey, he has bust potential too, just like every other quarterback. Trevor Lawrence was, remember Trevor Lawrence was viewed as the best prospect since Andrew Luck. Trevor Lawrence yes. has not lived up to that hype. Yes, like, like people, people are so quick to hype up these quarterbacks where it's like, bro, like they might not just live up to the hype. You know, they might they might turn out to be bottom tier top ten quarterbacks. Um, so it's like I think you should keep Justin. You could have that continuity. Uh, in the offense with his weapons that he already has. Um, get Marvin Hanson Jr., get some offensive linemen. You got the third most cap space, if I'm not mistaken, in the uh, NFL right now. Yeah, they just, got money. You know, keep adding pieces. Yeah, just, just just keep adding pieces. You think they can get a King's Ransom for that first pick? Like, you know, like they did with Carolina last year and they were able to, to add pieces so they can win now and win later. Uh you know, is the commanders willing to move up to take the the hometown kid? I would I would get the pieces that they could. You know, if they if they could get like a, a Devron Payne and that third pick plus a later pick, like a second or third, wouldn't be bad, would it? Um, you seen no, how well getting sweat like, how sweat worked out for you? Yeah, bro. Getting sweat was a miracle because they. It's funny. I saw Bear fans talk about, oh man, we literally ain't got no pass rush. I was like, well, yeah, y'all drafted um. Offensive tackle in the in the first round when y'all could draft like Jalen Carter or somebody like that. Um, like yeah, y'all ain't got no pass rush, of course. They got Montez Sweat. They had a pass rush. They was good on the defense line. Well, at mm-hmm. least they was solid. Yeah, like you know, so getting a Deron Payne with Montez Sweat, hey, could do wonders, you know. Um, but hey, if the Bears do trade Justin Fields, just trade him to uh, New England, you know. Just trade him to New England. That's all I ask. <laughs> That's all I ask. Hey. <laughs> Hey, I, I like it. We don't talk about NFL much. So, you know, whenever we do get that opportunity and we'll talk more positional groups, we talk quarterbacks today. Um, but let, let's get back to what we love, college football. So power rank the teams of the Big 12 in order from 16 to 1. And who will be the conference contenders? We have to figure there, there are roughly five teams that can contend. Like we feel strongly about or four teams we feel strongly about. And then maybe three more additional that, you know, are dark, dark horses or something like that. So I did this list because I know how much detail you put into these lists. You go look at the recruiting rankings, how each team did on a, 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 you know, the various portal cycles. So I can't wait to hear this list. And I'll tell you why in the end, why I thought this was something we should address. Well, go ahead. Okay, so 16. I'll be honest. I think it's going to be Arizona State. Thank you. Kinda... Thank you. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I just go ahead and spill the beans now. Yeah, uh, Lake King Josh. I was looking at this list, and you know, I guess he's just a big believer in Kenny Dillingham. I I couldn't believe that Arizona State wasn't there last. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, like I'm like, you know, they competed with some teams last year. Um, but they offense like had a lot of struggles. If I'm not mistaken, so they returned Jaden Rashada. Um, they playing music. They James got a who? Sam. Yeah, uh, they have who? Sam. 
Levy from Michigan State, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they added Relic Brown from USC. Uh, I think they're, yeah, they're returning BJ Green, which is good. But I'm just like, no, BJ Green, uh, he went to Washington, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I was just like, listen, I really don't trust Arizona State. Um, I can't trust them. You know, they play Arizona next year to play Utah, play Mississippi State. Like, I really just don't trust Arizona State. Like, did, I, I had a take where, like, Dillingham left being a coordinator too early. Now, I, I get it, you know, become a head coach to get your money. But I think he left a little bit too early. Um, so, yeah, they, they're 16. Number 15, I had Cincinnati. I don't know how shocking that is, but I had Cincinnati. Um, they should be improved, but they still got a long way to go. Uh, who next year they had like West Virginia, Houston, uh, and UCF. Now they're at UCF. I'm actually a big UCF fan because I like Gus Malzahn. They got who? Corey Kenner running back. They're returning. Um, they're returning uh, Dante Cor- uh, Corleone. I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, Brent, uh, they also got Brandon Soresby from Indiana, but honestly, I I was never high on this team last year. Um, but they go like three and nine last year, and I'm not high on them this year. Now, number 14 would I think it's Houston. I had to go hey. Houston, which I don't know where you got them at, but. I was just like, man, like if they got um Willie Fritz as head coach, you know, he I mean, hey, he kept turning turning into I mean he made to into a good program. Uh you know, let them got to a cotton bowl. But I was just like, man, um I like I really don't know how much I can trust him. Now they now they, hey, they all return. I like their quarterback Donovan Smith. You know, he had like 20, 22, 23 passing touchdowns last year. You know, I wanted him out of the transfer portal last year, but yeah, you know, they play Oklahoma, they play Baylor, they play TCU. Um, I think one of the games at Oklahoma. You see that at Oklahoma. Um, yeah, they're 14. You know, 13, I was like, man. You know, I had him on a hot seat. It's it's a uh, Dave Aranda's BY, uh, not BYU, <laughs> uh, of freaking Baylor Bears. Um, you know, I had Dave Aranda on a hot seat. He had what two good years at Baylor, if I'm not mistaken. You know, he led them to a Big 12 championship game. They went mm-hmm. to what three and nine last year. Got Houston. Now they had te- they had Houston had Texas Tech, and they play Oklahoma State at home. Um. Last year they beat who? Uh, UCF by one. Uh, after being like they were down like what four, three, th- three, four touchdowns in that game. Uh, were they down that much? Yeah, I think they were down by like they beat UCF and they were down like 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 three touchdowns, four touchdowns. If I'm not mistaken, that game. Damn. Uh. They did pick up Daquan Finn, which I'm a big fan of Daquan Finn. Uh, 
what he got over like seven thousand total yards uh, passing. So, but you know, honestly, I can't trust David Randa. I I can't trust Baylor. I, uh, I know David Randa will call plays next year, uh, and I I know he brought in a new offense coordinator, but I don't really trust him that much. Number twelve. Oh, number twelve. I had BYU. Um, went five and seven last year. Um, they struggled. They first a lot. They were five and seven, but they also struggled. Like five and seven is a bad record, but you know they struggled uh, during their first year. Like being a power uh, five team, apart from a power five conference. Mm-hmm. Um, they had be had some blowout losses, but I mean. I wasn't really super surprised. You know, they play SMU, play Utah, play Kansas next year. Um, they, it, the good thing is they didn't have like too many players into the portal. Uh, you know, they, I think they have a question mark at uh, quarterback. You know, you got you got uh Jake Retzlaff, I think is how you say his last name. If I'm not mistaken, he started like the last four, maybe five games. But I'm like, he was okay. Um but I just wasn't like super I'm not I'm I'm just not super high on them. Um number eleven though. Number eleven. I had Texas Tech. I don't like the way they look without Tyler Shuck last year. You know, they lost him to Louisville. And I was just like, man, like, I don't know how much I can trust the team uh, next year. I mean, they got Taj Brooks coming back for, what, his final season. Um, it is some positive there. But if I'm not mistaken, they had a, what, top 25 recruiting class. Yep. But they and they have one of the nation's like top recruit uh top transfer recruiting classes, but you know they they got to piece it all together next season. I don't know if they will. And then number nine, number nine, you know TCU. I was like, okay, you know they had the national championship year, but honestly, um. I wasn't hypnotized by them. Um, I'm not mm. going to be hypnotized by them. Um, I think they had a lot, like, they hired uh, Andy Avalos from, he used to be, what, Boise State's head coach. Now he will be, what, TCU's defensive coordinator. Uh, they lost Chandler Morris. And, you know, they got a uh, who Josh Hoover, I think it's projected to be like they starting quarterback next season. But I'm just like they 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 continue to have they continue to have a not that great of a defense last season. Um they did get a uh, Notre Dame wide receiver uh, Braylon James and they got uh Donovan Saunders from Cal Poly, I think is uh, the school. They got him. And now number eight. I think it's UCF. Hey, as I said, you know, I was I, I'm I'm actually a big UCF fan because of, I like Gus Malzon. Yeah. They, they played they, they were competitive last year. Very competitive. Yeah, they, they were six and seven. Um 
they were able to land KJ Jefferson. Uh, but I'm gonna be honest, like the offense wasn't really the problem last year. It was, it was the defense. I think they were like, uh, they were like in the 120s when it came to rushing defense. Maybe they were. I don't know if they were late 120s or early 120s on rushing defense, but they were not good. Um, but I mean, the offense averaged like 487 yards. You know, all, all they gotta do is get better on defense. They'd be straight. At number six, no, I'm gonna say I'm I'm, I'm at seven. I got Iowa State. I was like, I was interested to see what you were gonna have to say. Yeah, yeah, Cyclones. They're always a solid team, but I don't think they're ever gonna be a team to where um they they can consistently compete for a a Big Twelve championship. Um, but I always like. I, don't know, I think they have like that recipe of like a Iowa or like a Wisconsin will or how like how Wisconsin did to where we not might we might not get the top end recruits, but as long as we develop, we'll be straight, we'll compete. Um might not win 10 games, but we can win seven games, eight games. Um and last year, you know, there was a young football team and they qualified for a bowl game. That's always a good thing, because I mean, uh you're gonna have uh their quarterback who was who was what freshman of the year last year for the Big 12. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, man, like they're returning him. They got a young, good young squad. Uh they lost to TJ Tampa. But if I'm not mistaken, they were turning like a lot of these starters from the defense last year. Like, I really like that team. I like, like I can really see them being a seven, but I can really see them also potentially being higher. Six KSU Kansas State. Wow, um, you got them a little lower than I expect. Why? Why six? I don't like the fact that they lost uh, Will Howard. Also lost Colin Obviously. Klein. Yeah, Colin Klein. Oh. Um, Avery Johnson's their quarterback. I saw him in the Pop Tarts Bowl. It's, he's a dynamic playmaker, but you know, see, he still has some work to do as a passer. Okay. Um, yeah, Colin took the offensive coordinator job at what Texas and now. Um, they did bring in a uh, Matt Wales, who was I think an analyst in Oklahoma last year. Uh, which is cool, but I don't know how much I can trust. Them without Klein and Will Howard, especially with Avery Johnson uh, potentially starting. Because I'm not huge on Avery Johnson. I just, I just like the fact that he can be dynamic at times. Mm-hmm. Um, five. At five, I had CU. Okay. I had Colorado. I, yeah, hey, you know I'm a huge. <laughs> you know I'm a huge fan of that. I was wondering where you were going to have them. Would they crack the top ten? Would they crack the top five? Uh, 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 l- let me hear your reasoning why. I had them at five because I was like, man, I can put them at what four. I could put them at three, maybe. But I was just like, listen, I think the offense going to be good next year. I think the offense going to be good. I still don't know if I can trust that defense. That defense sucked. It um, was. That defense was some terrible, just, man. Just overall play in the uh, trenches. The defensive line couldn't stop yes. the run. 
The offensive line wouldn't block for their mother. Like it was, it was bad last year. But they, they, I didn't think their recruiting was great. You know, I'm a, I'm a always be honest. But I think um, what they utilized the portal for was to get better in the trenches. Yeah, I was just like, I'm like, I don't know much. Like the DBs, I don't know much. I can trust them. Um, I think Kamani McLean will be ready this year. I don't know. I. I just, I think he will too, but I'm just, I'm still skeptical on how good they did. Cause like, I trust the offense. It's 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 the defense where I'm like, man, how much can I really trust that team? Uh, um, number four, had Kansas. Okay. Uh, will Jalen Daniels be able to stay? I was like. Healthy? Yeah, that's the big thing. That was the big thing. I was like, man, Jalen Daniels has to stay healthy. Um, I like the pieces that 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 they return the secondary. I like the pieces that uh, they return the offense. But I was like, man, Jalen Daniels, he's the X factor because hey, if he's able to stay healthy, they're able to win a couple more games than they did last year. Absolutely. Um, number three, I had OK State, and. OK State, honestly, I almost was willing to put them above Utah, who I have at number two. Um, but they got Ali Gordon back. Um, they got who? He Brendan Presley. He's, he announced he was going to return. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, did... Uh, did Alan Bowman get an extra year? I know he applied for a waiver. I'm not too sure. He he did. I know. Uh, I know. I should have looked up. Uh, Talia was declined. I'm not sure if he if his was accepted. Yeah, but I know if he isn't. Um, if uh, well, no, he is. But you know, um. With him returning, actually, I might put them at two. And yeah, uh, yeah he gets seven, three. He, he got seven. You know, year how you two? Um, he he did get this seventh year of eligibility. Okay, you know I like Kyle winning him. He's always able to get the best out of his guys, which is always good. Uh, question is about like, hey, you know, Cam Rising. I mean. Who knows? Maybe he's day to day on week one. Uh, <laughs> not day to day on uh, week eight. Who knows? Hey, hey that was the straight. <laughs> one of the weirdest things in the in the sport last year. <laughs> um, they got who? Isaac Wilson, uh, Jaquinta Jackson. Uh, he entered the portal, if I'm not mistaken. They also had a uh, what's his name, Sion Vakai. I think I say his name. He went to the NFL. Um, but they returned a bunch of talent on defense, and they was like what one of the best rushing defenses in the country last year. Now they weren't like the best defense in the country last year. Oh man, their defense no. was no. was a uh, a sight not to be seen. Right, last right, year much, much to be desired, man. Um, yeah. Um, and of course, at number one, I have Arizona. Uh, you know they got no feeder. They got T Mac returning. 
Um, they had one of the better offenses last year. They averaged what, like, what, 34 points per game, 35 points yeah. per game. Basically, they averaged what, five touchdowns. Um, and Fafita didn't play the first they, couple of games. Yeah, they had three um, losses. They only allowed like games. they only. Yeah, they only allowed like 21 points last year. 22 points, something like that. Like it's honestly, listen, hey, this team could really be a kid. You know, depending on how they how they do in like conference play, hey, they might be able to walk away with a, with a like being like the number one team in the Big Twelve during the the, the uh, regular season. You know, they you know it'd be still up for grabs in uh the Big Twelve championship game, but regular season. Also, um, I forgot West Virginia. I originally had West Virginia at six, so just every team below West Virginia, move them down. Okay, okay. What uh, West Virginia was one of the surprising teams last year. And I, I bet they still feel like, even with the surprise season last year, that they left some meat on the bone. So it sounds like, if I'm hearing you correctly, the contenders are Arizona, Utah. Was it, uh, who you have at three? Can- uh, Kansas at three? Uh, OK State. Oklahoma OK State, State at three. So it sounds like them three, and it, it was Kansas at four, or was it Kansas at six? Kansas, Kansas at four, at right? four. And CU okay. is at five, and West Virginia okay. is at six. CU and Kansas could be contenders. It would just like all come down. Hey, how healthy is Jalen Daniels? How good is CU's defense? Okay, okay. Hey, I, I, I like your list overall. I, I, I really do. Um, I like that you showed love to to CU, but you know you gave the areas the opportunity for CU. I think by and large, Cincinnati and. Arizona State got the biggest room for improvement, if, if we're being artists. Um, I think, you know, this you may not know this. I never cared for the side of field hire, just being honest. Mm. Uh, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. So let's get into the next segment. The Florida Gators 2024 schedule is murderous. I mean murderous. This schedule could arguably be one of the most difficult schedules of the last 20 years. Initially, I was saying that Billy Napier needs eight wins. And I think you were in agreement with me. And I, I'm not sure if you're still in agreement with me after you hit the schedule. Oh, I am. But damn, damn, bowl eligibility and his ability to recruit. I will argue that he could get an additional year with being bowl eligible. So the good thing is they got seven home games, one neutral, four away. They only travel four times this year. They got Miami. They got Sam Ford. They got Texas A&M. They're at Mississippi State. They're idle. We talk about that scrappy UCF team. <laughs> at Tennessee, Kentucky uh, versus UGA for the world largest cocktail party. At Texas, LSU, <laughs> Ole Miss, then at FSU. Jalen, how many games is this team winning next year? How many games can you look on the schedule and say they will win? How many games on the schedule you look and say they can win? Uh, I think they will win the Sanford game. There is not yeah, that's another. What I, was game. I was like, I was like, I was like, there's not another like game, on the game that, that I will say that they will win. Can they? Yeah, but there's only one game yeah. on the schedule. That <laughs> they they will win the Sanford game. Can, now, can they win? Is Texas A&M, Miami, mm-hmm. uh, UCF, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, Kentucky, um, and Mississippi State. Like those are all can game. Uh, like you know, they can win those games. 
Now, will they win? I ain't gonna lie. I think yeah. they probably lose. I, I wouldn't be surprised if UCF upset them. Uh, I wouldn't be either. We seen I them over both Norman last year and upset Oklahoma. Yeah, like Texas and them, I think will probably beat them. Um, Miami, I'm skeptical because I don't. I'm not a huge crystal ball dude. I'm also not a huge Billy Napier dude. It's also a battle of uh, which coach would get fired first for me. Uh, <laughs> That's funny, dog. Yeah. So, so um, honestly, like. <laughs> Brian a lot. Eight wins. The only way he keeps his job if he doesn't have eight wins is he has to like have some competitive games against like um Georgia, LSU, FSU. He if he upsets Georgia and has like a five win season, he might get another year. Yeah, he'll keep his job. But I don't I don't see them winning more than four or five games. And if they do Graham Mertz, um, instead of being kind of the game manager he was this year, he took a step to the next level. Granted, the Graham Mertz that we've seen this past season was a lot better than I had anticipated. I've seen enough of Graham Mertz in Madison. Um, you know, other than the one game against you guys, of course, I didn't see enough. <laughs> you know, it, it was it was difficult to watch the amount of times he will miss wide open wide receivers. But, you know, last year, high yeah. completion percentage, uh, excellent touchdown to interception ratio. But in order for them to win six games or seven games, I remember us saying eight games was a marker. Graham Mertz is going to have to be, you know, we're talking about top 10 quarterbacks in the nation this upcoming season in order for them to win. And with some of the production they lost, like Princeton Yuma Leland, who I transferred to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a team I'm a big believer in this upcoming season. Um, you know, uh, Ricky uh, Pearsall, I always say his name wrong. Uh, you know, him going to the draft, I, I just don't see it. Five games may be the ceiling, and that's disrespectful. We're talking about the Florida Gators. Five games may be the ceiling. Yeah. Probably got rid of Dan Mullen, honestly. I never thought Dan Mullen shouldn't be fired. If nah. I'm saying he reached the ball game every year during his career there. So Yeah, but it, it's not enough. You think about him, think about like Bo Pelini. I bet you some of these schools would do redos if they could have it. Uh Jalen, you know how we do, man. You get the last word. Talk to me. Um, appreciate everybody for showing love. Hey, shout out to KT, his governor of college football channels. Hey, doing pretty good. You got like a hundred plus subscribers. Actually. Well, I think you had like 31 subscribers. Um, yeah, it's 30. It's like the last one you dropped before this past video. Yeah. Uh, that's accurate. Um, now, now you had like a actually, I'm checking right now 146. I want to get the accurate number 146. You're almost at 6.5k views on this video, almost at 200 likes, at 63 comments. Um, yeah, so shout out to KZ. Uh, I mean, his video's blowing up. I mean, I don't know if he expected it to do this good. Or if you know he kind of looked at his phone, was like, you know, dang, I got this notification, this notification from YouTube. Um, <laughs> uh, I, it, it, I, I had the feeling it would do well, just with the, uh, you know, the the excitement over the game coming out. Uh, yeah, this will now no, uh, not when you know, you know, my channel, <laughs> like you said, had like thirty one subscribers. I think what CFB Nation's at like nine point. Something it's almost at 10k, but you know, this channel I haven't done any promotion for. It's all been organic. I haven't 
pasted a video anywhere. Maybe except for me, you, and Moon's group chat. And I don't even think I pasted it there. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, ain't gonna lie. I paste my videos everywhere, but honestly, I never did like no huge from like. Hey, I should. Hey, I share my videos on like Facebook groups. I sent them to y'all. Uh, uh-huh. It's like you and Moon and Brad, but other than that, I never really, really did like right. that. Josh Pay video was the only video I ever put on Twitter. Like that's the yeah, yeah. like I swear if if I had <laughs> followers, right. then yeah, like if if I if if my followers knew me, then they wouldn't know. Like okay, like I'm I'm actually like making YouTube videos. Um, yeah, so it's honestly weird because it's like man, you know, you ain't really do no promotion and all that, but it's like dang, what the heck? Um, yeah, no promotion and stuff. So. Yeah, uh, shout out to KD. Um, that's like a uh, shout, 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 shout out to KT. Uh, channel hey, doing good right KD now. Hey, shout out to KD too. He, <laughs> shout out to KD too. I saw a song <laughs> with him recently. He was doing his thing. Um, oh yeah, I mean, hey, for anybody still listening, you know, he he plans on dropping the video probably like the next th- two three days. So go check out that uh, YouTube channel, Governor Kosher on YouTube. Appreciate that, man. Make sure you guys check out Just Jalen. His channel is going Bonini. I think he'll hit a thousand subs. Probably right after the spring season. I think he'll hit a thousand subs if he hasn't hit it already. Uh, also, make sure you guys check us out. Listen, on- I'm trying to go crazy with some big videos. I'm trying to go crazy with some big videos. You know, I got a good video schedule coming up on like Thursday or Friday. I can't I'm trying to go crazy with like some big videos. You know, I'm going to have some, you know, you know I'm going to have the little videos here and there, but. Like videos, like man, I actually can like kind of sit down, like you know, do like a little editing here and there too. Like I'm actually trying those videos and stuff. Hey, bro, I I can't wait. Every time you drop, man, it's it's like it's like Christmas. Uh, and, and it's something Moon has said before. Like I only listen to y'all, I only watch y'all. Like it's it's rare. Like you know what I'm saying. Other than you know, like you and you know all my compadres or CFP Nation. There's a couple other independent brands that I watch too. I really like uh, Felix from C2C, so I watch a lot of his shit. But, you know, for the most part, it's y'all. Like, I, I support everybody, independent hustle, no major backing. You know, we're, we're doing this, you know, out of our own pockets. As I always like to say, there are no more victories in a sport that survive in advance. That's why college football has the greatest regular season. And until next time, hey, Jalen, we're out there music.